0: screen so we can pray it together let's say it out loud together you just pray along with me you don't have to repeat after me you just pray along with me you ready so father say it with me so father we do pray not for anything new just for us to see that you're still doing now what you were doing then these are the last days they began the moment jesus ascended to heaven and so god i pray we would be quickened To see that we are living in these epic moments. These last days. What an honor it is. What a privilege it is. It's scary. God. Because like a woman who's about to have a baby. The labor pains of this world seem to be getting more violent. And more intense. There's earthquakes. There's wars. There's pestilence. There's famine. In other words, there's everything you said we would experience before your return. So I pray, Father, as we live in wild times, we would not be disheartened by that. But we would be invigorated and encouraged. Can we pray that last part again? I pray that we would not be disheartened by that. But that we would be invigorated and encouraged. That what you said was going to happen is happening and will continue to happen. We would more and more to the point see the part we are meant to play in these violent last days. And I pray asking a fresh feeling of your spirit today to be upon your bride. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you say praise the Lord this morning? As we get into the Word of God today, we are talking to you, thank you, Brother CJ and the worship team, tremendous uh, worship atmosphere this morning. As we begin to read to you in the book of Acts, chapter number 2, last week, concerning, uh, suddenly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon them, 120 in that upper room. Not just filling them with excitement, not just filling them with an overjoy of ecstasy in the presence of the Lord, but filling them to the point that cloven tongues like as a fire sat upon each of them and they were in filled with the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God no longer living on the outside, no longer living in the temple, no longer living a man in the in the in the tent but now living in the skin tent of this flesh no longer behind the curtain no longer only visited by the priest once every year but now god indwelling man god in Feeling man with his presence. Baptized in his spirit. His passion. His dreams. Now coming through the body called the church. That's why he said, these things and greater shall you do. That's why he said, it is expedient that I go away. That word expedient is it is better for you. It is more advantageous to you. Now, what could be greater than having Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in your midst? What could be better than having Jesus walk the aisles of your church? What could be better than having Jesus visit you in the flesh in person? What could be better? And Jesus says that it is not just better, it is exceedingly better. It's going to be a greater advantage to you that I go away because the Comforter cannot come unless I go away. The Holy Ghost cannot come unless I go away. But if I go away, I will send him to you. And he shall be in you. That me, so more greater than what the Old Testament experienced, more better than what, what the prophets experienced, is the fact that you are filled, are the ability or the opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That passion now engulfing this body, this flesh. So now there's not just one Jesus in one place. There is now Jesus everywhere through the body called the church, through the hands called the church, through the feet of the church, through the mouth of the church. And immediately when he infilled that 120, in a matter of six chapters, they went from adding... To 3,000 to 4,000 getting saved, within, within days, the entire Jerusalem was filled with the message of the gospel. And the Bible said they went from adding to multiplying because the Spirit of God had filled the church. Peter stands up in the midst of that and he says, this is that they were 15 different languages there. They were nationalities from all over at that time, uh, amen, there for, for Pentecost, for the, for, the, for the harvesting and all the celebrating that was going on there in Jerusalem and they heard the message of the gospel in their language. The Holy Ghost speaking through the church in the message of the gospel in their own language and wealthy men and, and, and very in, uh, smart men, intellectual people there that, that looked around and said, these men are drunk. How are they drunk seeing it is but the third hour of the day? What is this? They knew, even though they did not understand it, they knew something's happening, something's taking place that is not normal. That is not common. That is not just these men. There's something happening that is not us. And they ask these words, what meaneth this? What meaneth this? And Peter says, this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. We are living in the dream of God, what Moses desired to see, we are seeing it. What, what, what Elijah prophesied, what Isaiah prophesied, what the prophets prophesied, what Joel saw and died believing, we are experiencing it. This is that. This is that. I am living in the middle of it right now is what Peter said. Are you with me this morning? Amen. This is that. This is it. Boys, we don't talk while I'm preaching, okay? This is that. I've done tried three times to get your attention. This is that that is spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men are going to see visions. Your old men are going to dream dreams. Can you say amen? The the, the old men are going to dream dreams and the young men are going to see the vision of the dream of God how to bring it to pass. Can you say amen? And in that, all of that, God in feeling the church to bring about his purpose and all of a sudden, amen, as I've been preaching to you, the dream, here comes that dreamer. Here comes that master of dreams making fun. The enemy wants our dreams, but it's not our dreams. Once we become filled with the Spirit, give our lives to God, God is now dreaming through us. His purpose, His plan, and we get it messed up because we think it's all about us because we're so self-centered and so selfish in human nature that we don't realize, I said it Wednesday night. you can be delivered from drugs. That's great, but if you ain't been delivered from I, amen, it don't make no difference. You can be delivered from alcohol, but if you're not delivered from I, amen, I is the root of it all. And you can be free from all the things that you do sinfully, but if you're not delivered from the root of what sin is, which is I, me, I, me, then, 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 then there, you, you can be in ministry and it still be wrapped up in high. You can preach and it still be wrapped up in high. But what it is, I've laid down my life, and now all of a sudden, the talents, watch this, and the dreams that God has given me, that God has placed in my life. Not mine, but those that he ingrained into my life, amen, are talents and gifts and passions. And when he fills me, the seed, I showed you that on the screen. When I showed you Death Valley, that nothing can grow there. Nothing because of the atmosphere, uh, of, of the weather and and, and and the and the climate that's there, nothing could grow. But all of a sudden, one time, amen, at one time, one place, all of a sudden, the climate got just right, amen, there was enough humidity or not enough humidity or there was some coldness that, I mean, was it there? And the heat that was there. But whatever it it got just right. And when the climate got right, all of a sudden, that valley of death, that valley of dry, cracked dirt become a beautiful valley. That's what it looked like on a normal basis. But all of a sudden, when the climate got right and the atmosphere got right, it became a valley full of beautiful flowers. And they were amazed and people took pictures and they came from all around to look at and to focus, amen, and take pictures and examine. What is it? The seeds were already there. All they needed was the climate to get right. All they needed was the atmosphere to get right. The seeds were ingrained in that sand. It wasn't Death Valley because there's nothing there. It was Death Valley because there was no atmosphere to bring that out of that dirt. And I'm telling you right now, and when we get in the presence of God and we give our lives to Christ and the Holy Spirit fills our lives, he said, I was knitted together in my mother's womb he knew me he knitted me that means he's how if you ever watch somebody knit it's careful it's intimate it's intentional he knitted me together in my mother's womb hallelujah that's why when he comes up to you in the spirit of God in the Bible says, he said to Gideon Gideon hiding behind the wine press get up You mighty man of valor. He said, I'm not a mighty man of valor. I'm hiding. I'm scared. I'm fearful. I ca- you call me. Who are you? Where did you come from? I'm not a mighty man of valor. I am fearful and afraid. I'm hiding. He said, You get up, you mighty man of valor. You're fishing to deliver my people. You're fishing. To- what is it? He comes and he calls out the seed that's inside and he says no you're not fearful though though your situations have made you fearful and though your circumstances have made you fearful and though the conditions of your life have made you fearful and though the choices of people in your life has brought this on you i know what i knitted when i knitted you i know what i formed when i formed you i know what talents i know what gifts i know what ability that i put in you and if you'll let me, I'll bring it out of you. And Gideon goes from a shy, timid, fearful, afraid, hiding coward to a man leading the children of Israel to deliverance. Praise God found me on the side amen of a little country little little street that turns into a a county road that turns into a state road Praise God, just a little road that connects one major road. It connected 84 with 87. It's just a little road there. And there's about six other boys on that that block. Amen, Or them four blocks. Uh, And I said, Lord, you could have called any of these guys right here. It's not the fact that I was special. It's not the fact that I had something they didn't have. It's the fact that I responded Praise God to the call. It's not the fact that we are better than anybody that's passed out in their drunken stupor in a a house sitting over here somewhere this morning. The fact is, we responded. And when we responded and we yielded ourselves, it's not the fact that anybody's better than anybody. It's the fact of our response. And when we respond and we allow, the Lord says, I had it in you the whole time. Shy. Timid, locked down, in a shell, amen, a loner. Are you hearing me? Praise God. I sat by myself at lunch, unless it two, three, or four of the ones that I, amen, had connected to that were just like me that were loners, so, amen, wanted to sit with me. But if not, I didn't care, amen. I was by myself, but he found me. And when he saved me, he took me from that shy timid, backward, in a shell, amen, kid, brought me out, amen, and made a man of God out of me. Put ministry, amen, are you here? It ain't that he tried to put it all in me. The Holy Ghost filled me, and when the Holy Ghost filled me, he dreamed his dream out of me. You, this is that. Somebody shout, this is that. I'm living in what he dreamed. Praise God. Sister Allie not feeling good. Amen. since so she wouldn't, she didn't think she was going to get to be here. So she had sister, amen, Kristen, be ready today. And so she said, Pastor, I'm feeling a little bit better. I may slip in. Amen, this morning. Amen. God took that girl, amen, on a weekend and called all children's ministry. He knitted in there passion for children, he knitted in there. Dreams, he knitted in there. Amen. Creativity, he knitted in there. Praise God. And when God got a hold of her life, he called it out. Uh, he brought it forth. Uh, and I'm telling you here this morning, if you'll let him, he will call it out in your life. He will bring it to t- fruition in your life. Uh, amen. I want you to know when people get gripped like they did on the day of Pentecost, they lose their mind. They staggered like drunken men. Praise God. Why? A passion had engulfed them. Uh, they, 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 They didn't even know their mouth was talking what their mind didn't Perceive yet. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. How many can say with me, I've been there when the Holy Ghost did what I couldn't even perceive yet. I didn't even comprehend it yet, but the Holy Spirit did it in me and out of me before I even knew what was going on, and I had to learn it later. But the Spirit did it before I even knew. He's spoken. I've said things that I didn't even know was in my mind. I understood things I didn't even know that I understood. Then I understood it afterwards. Why? The Holy Spirit brought it forth. He brought it out. Uh, Hallelujah. They were gripped with the passion of God and God's first thing he did was speak the gospel in every language to man. Why? His purpose. The harvest is the language of the Holy Ghost. His purpose is the language of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You go to a football game, people's passions get the best of them. They'll holler. They'll scream. They'll yell. they go to a softball game, a soccer game. Amen. Hallelujah. I was watching a, a, a clip or a meme the other day, and the whole stadium was moving. I thought myself, I wouldn't be sitting right there. If that, cement, if that, if that stadium's doing this, that means it could collapse at any moment you know what, they're all trusting that engineer that built that thing but their passion gripped them people who are filled with passion amen, can't hold it on the inside they don't care what anybody thinks about them they will go crazy at a concert amen, are you hearing me? If not, they'll trample over people People are going to act crazy Because why? They've been filled with passion Well, I want you to know today When you are filled with the ultimate passion That is the passion of the creator God Who knows you Who loves you Who wants to use you And his plans for your life To fulfill in your life When you get gripped by destiny His destiny like that Amen, you can't No other passion Amen, no lesser passion on earth can compare to the passion of God. There ain't no one thought. He said, ain't no high like the Holy Ghost high. Amen is what I want you to see today. Amen. All of a sudden, hallelujah, they're filled with that passion. They cried, what? meaneth this? Uh, Peter said, this is that. Uh, Others mocking said they're drunk. They're on new wine. Amen. Uh, Peter stood up and said no these are not drunken as ye suppose. Seeing it is but the third hour of the day but this is that in the last days I'm going to pour out my spirit upon our flesh. Uh, Praise God. Uh, That's why I'm praying this morning that prayer. God fill us again. God baptize us again. God, God saturate us again. God fill us Amen. From the top of it, I'm not just talking about a dose. I'm not talking. I believe with all my heart. That's why John the Baptist in the scripture teaches us, amen, submersion in water was baptism, not a sprinkle. Praise God. That's why we like every bit of you going under the water. If I baptize you and your hand tries to stay up, you'll feel me reach and put your hand under the water. I don't want a hand left out. I don't want a toe left out because some people are tell I push the leg back down. I want it all under that water amen pastor why are you saying that I've always heard you needed all to go under the water amen but at the same time I'm saying it with this message right now total submersion which means the old man is dead I'm rising in new life filled with the spirit of the living God now to live his life amen that's the same thing it is amen that baptism in water John said I baptize you in water, but he that cometh after me whose shoelaces I'm not worthy to even untie, he shall baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. Praise God. Uh, somebody lift your hands and say, baptize me, Holy Ghost. Uh, fill me with your holy presence. Uh, from the top of my head to the sole of my feet, my hands in your passion, my feet with your passion, my mouth with your passion, let me be in the middle of this, is that. Yeah, yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is anybody with me this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Feel me with the dream of God. I want, I, I want to know. I want you to know right here this morning. If the enemy of your life can get you to settle. If he can get you to settle for average. Amen. I just hope you see that it's a tragedy to settle for average. When you were destined for impact. Praise God. You, wouldn't sit, you, you weren't born to float. You wouldn't born, amen, for average. You wouldn't born to settle. Praise God. Amen. I pray the Holy Ghost becomes a thorn in your couch and a trumpet in your ears. You're not going to settle. Praise God. Amen. For common. I don't want to be common. Amen. Church, common. Pentecost. uh, Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, Young girls and young boys, you were destined for impact. You were destined to make your mark and God has some apple carts he wants you to knock over and God says, God has and has some things for you to do praise God. Is anybody with me this morning? Amen. For out of Jerusalem shall go a remnant. It's what Isaiah 37 and 32 says. Out of Jerusalem shall go a remnant and those who escape from the Mount of Zion, the zeal of the host will do this. Praise God what is that zeal of the host the zeal amen of the host of heaven is going to feel that remnant and from them they're going to go out into all the world the zeal of the Lord is what will create a remnant in these last days the passion of the Lord will draw us out of the crowd and set us apart for his glory somebody say do it in me Praise God. He's got some things to do, some things to build through your life, some things to dream through your life, some dreams to fight for through your life, some things to invent, to speak life into. You're a chosen generation, he said, a royal priesthood. The blood, I read this last week and she has it back there, the blood of the most important person who ever lived was shed to purchase you from the slavery of sin. So you explain to me how you should settle for anything in this life. You know it. It is what it is. I'm just going to accept life as it comes. I'm just going to grin and bear it and get through it. We either overcome by it are we just drugs through it? Or we climb on top of it? Amen. And allow the Lord to do what he wants to in our life. Life is to be endured. Don't you understand that, Pastor? And not enjoyed. I'm just telling you there's more in store than what we are experiencing. Amen. But he wants me offended. He wants me jealous. He wants me envy. He wants me caught up. Amen. You are meant, amen, sister, you have this, you are meant to be a conduit of God's power and prophetic vision into the world. My whole message, my whole sermon in a sentence is that if God's spirit is on you and in you, his dreams will radiate through you. If God's spirit is on you, his dreams will radiate through you. That's what Peter said. In response to the birth of the church, which we, amen, amen, are still very much part of. When Jesus is very much still building, can you say amen? The book of Acts doesn't end. Matter of fact, the last word in the book of Acts is a word that says and, and, and means, amen, in its original text and its original meaning, still going, still going, still going. It's not done. It's not finished. He didn't end the book of Acts and say, okay, it was for the apostles like most of the denominational churches want to tell you. Amen. It died with the apostles. It was only for a generation of people. Amen. He didn't say, P.S., if there's a COVID. He didn't say, P.S., if COVID comes and you have to shut down. Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm just here to tell you I love all of you. But I can assure you one thing. We ain't shutting down this time. Praise God. We didn't shut down last time. We continued as far as having outside services. And we did have some services that we did on video for a few weeks, a couple of weeks. But I'm telling you, we're not going to shut down. Amen. We had three-week revival right smack dab in the middle of the heart of COVID and broke out. Amen. Packed that little church down and op out. Amen. Praise God. You're saying, Pastor, what are you trying to tell us? I am telling you right now, we understand everything that's going on better than what we understood it before. But God did not say, P.S., if COVID takes place. Yet now if you're sick and you're weak and all that stuff and you need to take more precaution, that's going to be between you and the Lord. But as for me and my house, amen, as far as the leadership of this church, we're going to trudge right on through the middle of it. Amen, like an ice, amen, like a ship sailing through the ice. Uh, amen, don't don't you fall out with me now. Amen. You done, tr- you done been through those two years with me, you know I have your best interest in mind. I'm not going to sit here and worry about that and fight that with my nerves and my mentality. You know I love you. You know I want to protect you. But this Bible did not say, P.S., except for COVID. P.S., except for persecution. P.S., you're going to prevail except for COVID. You're going to prevail except in the event of a plague because that's how the church was born. It was born in the midst of persecution and plagues. He said in these last, it was born in the midst of worst of times. This church, this church, this church, the church of Jesus Christ that will go marching on was born. Born out of death! And blood, and it will always rise like a phoenix, so from the ashes, uh, as Christ resurrected, body did. Uh, we were born in death. We were born in the blood. We were born mangled. We were born crucified. Uh, but we rose in the resurrection, like His body did, with healing in His wings. Uh, we too shall rise uh, from the ashes uh, of the storms uh, and the and the perilous days and the perilous times it's bad right now but we always rise we always rise we always rise we can't help but rise if he if the spirit that dwelt in Jesus dwells also in you even in death we shall rise even death can't kill us even death can't contain us this body shall put on immortality cause the spirit of him that lived in us lived in him now lives in us that's why we cry oh death where is your sting and oh grave where is your victory On that great getting up morning, the Holy Spirit is going to wake up the bodies. And our souls and our bodies are going to meet in the air. Can you shout amen? Praise God. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Somebody ought to shout amen. They ain't nothing we can't rise from. And when I say we, that's collectively as the whole body of Christ, as collectively as the church at Refuge at 1507 East Park Avenue in Hop, Alabama. Amen. That's not only us as a church. That's you as the Atkins family. Come on, somebody. Amen. The Rimple family, the Sanders family, the Harris family. Amen. The Gibbs family. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. The Stewart family. Amen. Praise God. The Perales family. The Keel family. Amen. The Powell family. Amen. I can keep going on. The Kelty family. The Hodges family. That means no matter what you're facing, we shall rise from the ashes like a phoenix. Uh, amen. Rejoice my God rejoice not against me oh mine enemy when I fall I shall arise uh, praise God uh, I need you to lift your hands right now and say it will not end in ashes uh, my story don't end in ashes my story don't end uh, in the depths of despair uh, but like a phoenix uh, hallelujah how do you know pastor the same spirit that dwelled in him now dwells in me now dwells in you and if i give it to him he's going to make something out of this this story will not end in ashes Praise God. Peter is saying, it was then, but now, amen, it's on us. Praise God. It's in us. Hallelujah. Peter's saying, we get to be part of this. We're part of the dream of God. This is that, the original dream, the dream of dreamers, the dream of dreams. Peter says, it's now upon us. What are we going to do with it, folks? And so doing, he, now, now you understand I said this the other day, and the Holy Ghost is bringing it out of me. Amen. This is bigger than you. It's bigger than us. That's why you can't get caught up in it. I'm telling you right now, you get bitter, and, Joseph, you're going to stay in that pit. You get offended, you're going to stay in that pit till the offense get out of you. Because I am telling you right now, as much as we don't like it, Joseph, if I bring you out of that pit, and you ain't got it out of you, and you got vengeance in you, you're going to kill praise. You're going to kill Judah. And if you kill Judah, you're going to kill the lineage of Jesus. I can't let you abort my plan. So I got to keep you in the prison until you get bitterness out of you. Oh, y'all ain't ready to have church with me. I gotta keep you in the pit because if I let you out, you will sabotage not only my plan for you, you'll sabotage my other plan. Come on, somebody. He said, but if I can get it out of you, I'm gonna bring you up out of that pit. You're not only going to, amen, come up out of that pit. You're not only gonna rise, but there's gonna be a love in you and you're gonna take care of the ones you thought was gonna just to try to destroy you. You're gonna not only take care of them, you're gonna take care of the children and their children's children. You're gonna take care of them just like like they're yours. You're going to take care of them just like they're. What are you saying, Pastor? i got to take care of people that's hurt me. I'm not saying you got to take care of them, but I'm telling you there'll be a desire and a passion on the inside that looks at people and says, you are not what I'm fighting. I'm not fighting flesh and blood. I'm fighting spirits and principalities that's using you. I'm not fighting the man, the name, the person. I'm not fighting the name, the girl, the woman, the person. I'm not fighting flesh and blood that's why I don't get mad at them I can't get bitter at flesh because I can be as ma- y'all ain't ready to have church I can be as mad at the devil as I want to I can hate the devil as much as I want to hate him I can despise him as much as I want to despise him but I can't despise the human flesh and I've got to see the bigger picture they know not what they're doing they are being used come on somebody just say Thieves. They've been manipulated by a spirit of hell. And instead of being upset, I get a burden. Come on, somebody. And we pray for our enemies. Why? There's a bigger picture. There's a bigger purpose. It ain't just me got to come out of this. But guess what, Joseph? If you come out of this right, baby, come on. I wish I could have preached to him. I wish I could have climbed down in that pit and said, listen, buddy." They done forgot you. I know you were sold. I know you've been living in Potiphar's house. I know God blessed you, and I know she lied on you, and I know you've been down here for a while, and I know that the butler and baker done done made it to the top. They done forgot about their promise, uh, and you've been here for two years. But listen to me, buddy. You're going to come out of this, and when you do, you're not just coming out of it. You're two boys. Praise God. Y'all ain't ready to have church with me. Joseph would have lost his lineage and his heritage to Jacob's, amen, heritage. Because he was dead and killed. Are you with me? But guess what? Not only did Joseph come out, but guess what? His two boys was adopted as sons to Jacob. Y'all didn't hear that, did you? What they shouldn't have got... The other grandkids didn't get, but because Joseph came out of it, that moved the two boys to the front, to the top of the line. Are y'all me? Woo! I may go about sowing precious seeds of tears, but I shall doubtlessly come again, reaping, bringing in the sheaves. Uh, Because not only am I going to come out of this with victory, I got to come out because my kids uh, are going to come out uh, and they're going to walk in what was mine. Praise God. Y'all ain't having church with me now. Manessa, come on, somebody. Uh, Hallelujah. His two sons uh, were given by God uh, a transfer uh, into the heaven into the lineage and got what his, their uncles got because Joseph made out of, made it out of it. I come to tell you, the Bible said his feet were set, amen, and, uh, and iron, but iron just wasn't on his feet and iron wasn't just on his hands. The Bible said iron came into his soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. He took care of not only his family, he took care of his family that hated him. He took care of his lineage. He took took care of Egypt he took care of the greatest empire known to man of that day great God of heaven why do we ever think we can improve on God's plan just surrender you can't improve on what God's got for your life you can't improve praise God hallelujah you ain't just fighting to get out of that pit yourself. Your boys are coming out with you. Look at your neighbor and say, everybody, the Me's is coming out. And they're not just coming out. Hey, this ain't no motivational speech today. Everything's coming out. Praise God, if you can get your little eyes off of yourself, if you can get your little eyes off of your, your eye, come on, somebody, you bringing more people out than you. Oh, hey boy, it is, what I like. and when you let loose and let the dream of God come out of you praise God Lord what's my part in these wicked wild last days get your eyes off social media get your eyes off the news come on somebody Hey man, I'm not political. I don't. I I don't even hardly. I don't watch it. I. I haven't. I've only seen a minute of Fox News because I don't even look at Fox News no more. Praise God because they, they. They're by. They're more of them part of the plan, amen, than than what we thought they was. Come on, somebody. But I'm going to tell you something right now, praise God. I could care less about any of them, but I'm going to tell you what I do love. I do love the fact, amen, that Mr. Carson, amen, and Mr. Trump did what they did this week outside the mainstream media, praise God, and started their show at five minutes before Fox did, just to show the world. Come on, somebody. But I am here to tell you that's the only stuff. That I usually watch, and it's because it's on my Twitter. But I'm gonna tell you right now, that ain't that ain't is not the temperature gauge of my life. I found out a year ago I had to get out of it. I found out. Come on, somebody, Amen. Every day, every week, I find out I gotta get out of the flesh and get in the spirit. This I'm telling you, if I stay in the flesh, Amen. My flesh gets the best of me. My flesh get my. Come on, somebody, Amen. I get swamped with the mind and the battles that I'm facing. and and the stuff that I'm trying to fix and put together and trying to do, I'll get frustrated. But I'm going to tell you, some of you responded to my post uh, the other night when I said, give me the courage, uh, amen, to have serenity uh, over the things I can't change uh, and the things that I can't control uh, and just trust that you will write everything in your time. Uh, Sincerely, a Dad, because the pressure of fatherhood, the pressure of parenthood, the pressure of pastoring, uh, the pressure of... Leading. Uh, though, come on, somebody. Uh, amen. It'll get the best of you. Uh, what we're going to do uh, when my meals have went from $50 every time we sat down to $75 to $80 to $100 every time we sit down. I'm telling you. Amen. God's taken care of us, hasn't he? Uh, every time we've reached in the meal barrel, it's been there, hasn't it? And we've not even noticed the rise of the prices. Uh, but I'm telling you. Come on, somebody. When a bag of Doritos is not $259 or $325 and they're $599. I'm telling you, I have to quit eating Doritos, uh, even though I like them with my my El Paso salsa. But I'm gonna tell you something right now. I turned it down and grabbed a bag of two dollars and something. Uh, amen. Uh, amen. What are you trying to say? You don't realize it, uh, but if you get up, you'll you'll smother. You'll sink. Uh, you got to get in the spirit, and you got to say, uh, Amen. Where do we play a part uh, in your dream in this hour? Hallelujah. You've got a plan. You got a purpose. We wanna be in the middle of it. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. I looked at Chase the other day, I was getting on to him by something. I said, I'm gonna tell you something right now. I said, You don't you won't live in this house and act like that. And that ain't got nothing to do with you being adopted. It ain't got nothing to do with your blood. I said, if Caden acted like you acted, he wouldn't live in this house either. I said, you ain't going to live in this house and act like this. Either we're just going to beat this, destroy it, or I promise you, you, you don't live in my house and disrespect me. That goes for every last one of them. Praise God. I'm going to tell you why I can't tolerate those spirit in my house. We're going to serve his purpose. Come on, somebody. We're going to serve. I I love my children, but I love his purpose more. I love my children, but I love his purpose more. And I'm not going to let you set up in this house. Amen. Idols and disrespect and disobedience. Can you say amen? Because why? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Praise God. I'm going to love you. But you ain't bringing that in here. You can stay here and you can live here as long as you live by what I say. If you don't live by what I say, you ain't living here. Because it's not the fact that you're not doing what I say. It's the fact that you don't respect what I've asked of you. And you don't respect the and you don't obey. Pastor, what are you trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you right now. There's a bigger purpose to this. And where do we fit into that? Where do we fit into? Where does my family fit into that? He was saying, are you listening to this? Amen. He was suggesting, amen. You see, he was suggesting, insinuating as everybody was full of dreams and full of passion. Amen. Amen. He was saying, no, it's here. What Moses dreamed about, it's here. Praise God. The thing Moses talked about is here. That's what Peter was saying. The thing that God's amazing people dreamed about is now here. What are you talking about? Let's go to Numbers chapter number 11. Amen. Are you with me? A young man comes running in. And he tells Moses, amen. I found two of you 70 elders. Moses has gathered the 70 elders together. And they come to his tent. And while they're at his tent, the spirit of God falls on them. And they all start prophesying. All 70 of them start prophesying. All 70 of them start prophesying. The Spirit of God moves on them. The only problem is there's not 70, there's 68. Two didn't show up. Two was lost somewhere in the three million of the Jews out there and somewhere in the market or somewhere out there in the vicinity. All of a sudden, a young man comes running in and tells Moses, You know, El Dad and me, Dad? Moses said, yes. He said, they're not here. He said, they're prophesying in the camp. That's Numbers 11. There's two guys, just random guys out there prophesying. We don't know what the names are, what they went to say at first. Most said, I know who they are there, old dad. Come on, somebody. Meet dad. Amen. We don't know their bios. We don't know anything about them, but they're out there in the middle of the camp and they're prophesying because that young man didn't know the Spirit of God had fell on the 70. Come on. I miss this in all my reading of the Bible. I miss this. No one knows who these gods are. Did they go, amen, to Bible college? Did they do that? Did they do that? I don't know them. And someone runs and tells Moses, too, seem to be filled with the Spirit, but they're not authorized because they're not here with you with the 70. So Joshua runs in, verse number 28, and he says, Moses, let all this stop. Let's forbid them. Let's tell them they are not sanctioned to be prophesying in the Spirit like that. They do not have proper Pedigrees, Uh, they don't have the proper training. Did they see a burning bush like you? I think not. Moses, we got to shut this down, brother. This is unauthorized preaching. And Moses said, are you crazy? Are you crazy? He says, it's my own words. So Joshua, do you think I'm going, amen, to like that kind of talk that it's just about us and it's just about me? He said, are you zealous for my sake? You fighting for me? Do you think I'm in this for me? Do you think I'm building this kingdom? He said, are you kidding me? Then he said a prayer. You ready? This was Moses' prayer. Oh, and this is the prayer answered at Pentecost. He said, oh, That all the Lord's people could prophesy. Oh, that the Lord would put his spirit on each of them. He said, Joshua, you've lost your mind. This ain't just for me, but the handmaidens are going to prophesy and the men's servants are going to prophesy and the young men and the old men and the rich and the poor and the intelligent and the weak-minded, they're all going to prophesy. Moses prayed it and Peter looked at the 120 and the 3,000 and the 1,000 around. He said, this is that. This is the answer to that prayer. Lift your hands all over this house this morning and say it with me. We are living in Moses' prayer. We are living in Joshua's prayer, in Joel's prayer. Praise God. Did you realize Moses and Joshua only got to see it happen when God broke out and let it happen? When God just, amen, moved, and all of a sudden out of El Dad and Me Dad's life, normal people didn't get to dream like that. Only prophets got to dream like that. Only priests got to dream like that. Only kings got to dream like that. It wasn't like everyone could just expect the Spirit of God to move upon them back in that day. That's why Jesus told the disciples, don't you take for granted. You get to be a part of this point in history. Come on, CJ. Hey, man, don't you ever take for granted. That you get to be a part of this point in history. Joel said in, the, Joel said in his day, Don't you worry, there's a day coming when everybody maid servant, man servant, old person, and young person could all expect, regardless of age or station or race or class or status. Or rank in life, and just expect that God equally upon each of us is going to pour out His Spirit on all of us, folks. Peter said, "This is that. This is that. We are there now. We are now here. We're here." So I say, "Women, I we're here. We're in the middle of it. We're in the middle of it. This is the moment in history." We are in that moment. The day that Moses and Joshua didn't get to see, we're in that moment. The day Joshua and Moses didn't get to see, we're getting to see it. Joel said, I see it. It's coming, Moses. But he didn't get to see it. Elijah didn't get to see it. John the Baptist was the one closest to it. But he got his head cut off before he could see it. He didn't just see it, he heralded it. He hollered it and said, He's coming. He's going to baptize you with fire. But he didn't get to experience it before he lost his head. But Peter said, It's here now. That time God dreamed about is here. He dreamed about it before the foundation of the world was laid. So I say to you today, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, start your dreaming. This is the moment. God's dreamed of. His dream through the church. My life. Your life. Can you say, Amen? Lift your hands all over this house and love God. Come on, love Him. Lift your hands all over this house and give Him praise and honor and glory and thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to be smack dab in the middle. Of your dream. I want. Everything you knitted together. In my my life. Every gift. Every talent. Every ability. That you woven into the cord. Of my heart and my life. God I want you. To have your way with it. But see here's the thing folks. You'll get thinking. Well if I give up my dreams. And my hopes for God's. Then what I dream and, amen, I'm going to tell you right now. Those desires and those hungers that's in your heart. The dreams that you have, their seeds that God put in you. You have just distorted them with self. So God's just going to clean them up and bring them back to their original state. And say, this is what I started in you. But you thwarted it with your selfishness. You thwarted it with your your self centeredness. You thwarted it with your ungratefulness. But I'm gonna straighten it out, wash it up, clean it up. I'm gonna redeem it back to its original purpose, and I'm gonna dream dreams through you to accomplish my plan. How many? Of you, this is one of the prayers I prayed a lot lately to. Lord. I I want. You to be able to see your glory through my life. I want you to be able to show your glory through my life. I want you to be able to show your glory through my life. Through my plan. Through your plan for my life. Can you say amen? Let me say I want that for my wife. My, my husband. My children. My home. I want to be everything God Amen. I love this little poem, right here. Amen. I've read it to you a few times in life, but I'm going to read it to you again this morning. Amen. You ready? Amen. I love this little poem. Amen. You don't want to miss. Now we're going to have a time in the Lord. Amen. Let's read it together. You follow along with me. At least it was a month after Jesus had died on the cross. All the demons were nervous, especially their boss. Where is that Jesus? cried the father of lies. Is he with his disciples or did he lead those guys? One demon spoke up and said, we got it made. Jesus has gone back to heaven and his disciples are afraid. The devil's was, come on, see, the devil don't know God's plan. He never has, never did. If he did, he would try, he he would do everything, but he he fights blindly. Jesus has gone back to heaven. His disciples are afraid. The devil was nervous. Things didn't seem right because he had never known Jesus to have run from a fight. Jesus is dead. Who will God surely, who will God use? Surely not those 12 powerless, weak Jews. So, screaming orders to those who were near, go find them disciples and keep them in fear. Racing through Jerusalem, as their leader has said, to plant thoughts of doubt in every believer's head, just like he has yours and mine. But when they drew near where the disciples were praying and had prayed, They seen something so awful that made them afraid. Running back to their leader, one demon started to speak. But by the time his words reached his ears, his knees got weak. We felt wind from heaven, and the room was filled with power. And all did speak with tongues for more than an hour. We tried so hard to stop it, but we had no control. The worst news is Satan, we've lost 3,000 souls. I blew it, said the devil with a growl and a hiss. I should have known God was going to pull something like this. Of all that could have happened, this is what I feared the most, that ever believer could be filled with the precious sweet power of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Come on, lift your hands as you're standing all over this house with a hand clap and a praise. And say, "Feel me, God. Baptize me, God. Let's start coming all over this house. I want to dream the dream of God. I want God to dream his dreams through me. Come on. All over this house. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve his plan. We will serve his purpose.